The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with multiple-time award-winning sports writer Jeff Schultz. Jeff has been at the San Jose Mercury News, the LA Daily News. He spent 29 years at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and that's where I got to know him, and now he's at The Athletic. So, Jeff, I want to know, what's the story that you always wanted to write, and for whatever reason, you never wrote it? You know, Noah, whenever somebody asks me questions like this, it's, it's, I start to think about that question of, if you could have dinner with any four people in the world, dead or alive, you know, what would it, or who would they be? And I, my answer is ever changing. It was like Jackie Robinson, George Washington, Mark Twain, Thomas Edison. You know, I figured, okay, I got somebody, a couple intellects there. I got people who broke barriers, you know, smart people. And I would just kind of sit back and, you know, ask anybody if they needed a drink freshened. Um, but in terms of today, um, somebody I would still love to talk to, but never have. I think others probably would give you this answer too. It'd probably be Sandy Koufax. Uh, I am not old enough to have ever, well, if I watched him pitch uh, in a game on television, I certainly didn't do it in person. I I don't remember. Uh, I was born in 59. So he certainly was still pitching, but I was pretty young uh, by the time he retired. Uh, And, I've told other people this. There's only two people in my life I was ever nervous about meeting. One was Jim Murray, who I grew up reading in Los Angeles, a Pulitzer Prize winning sports columnist for LA Times. And the other was Sandy Koufax. And uh, I, I'm Jewish. And so, and, and, you know, like everybody in LA, you know, grew up a Dodger fan and, and, Koufax obviously transcended, though, just being a pitcher. Um, he was a hero to his people, and obviously in L.A. he was a hero there. And he he's always been this very quiet, humble person who never um, sought out the spotlight, which, trust me, having grown up in L.A., really put him <laughs> in a separate category mm-hmm. from from a lot of celebrities and athletes. And I, uh, when I was at the, the, the daily news there that you referenced, I actually covered the Lakers for a short time and we were on a road trip and I believe we were in, I, I, we were in San Antonio in the old hemisphere arena. And back in those days as a young journalist, I used to always say, okay, let me see where, I, where my seat is in the press box. It'd be like one of the first things or at the press table, one of the first things I would do. And I got to the arena, I dropped my stuff and I walked out to the court to see where my seat was at the uh, press table and it said Jeff Schultz, you know, daily news or Valley news, whatever it was at the time. And to the right, it said Sandy Koufax, mm-hmm. <laughs> the seat to my right said Sandy Koufax. I'm thinking, come on, <laughs> somebody's playing a joke, right? I'm in a Lakers Spurs game in San Antonio. What the hell would Sandy Koufax be doing here? So I, did, I tried not to pay too much attention to it. Um, and then just, you know, before the game, I went out there and, and sat down and started, you know, pretending to do work or doing whatever I was doing. And just a few minutes before the game, here comes Sandy Koufax, and he sits down right next to me at the press table. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I was probably in my whatever it was, early 20s, maybe. I don't know. And 
But I mean, I, I like had hero, hero worship. And again, understand I grew up in LA. So I grew up with a lot of kids who were like sons and daughters of TV stars, movie stars. Actually, I don't know if you're familiar with the group, a uh, father son group called the Indian guides. It, it was sort of like a boy scout cup scout thing, but, but a native American theme to it. Mm-mm. So in my Indian guide group, I'm not making this up was Werner Klemper and his son. And Werner Klemper, for your listeners who don't know, is the guy who played Colonel Klink on Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> so I grew up, I mean, I, and I used to work on Venice Beach where they used to film chips all the time. And I mean, I would go to the Sunset Strip with my parents. I mean, I grew up with celebrities. So I didn't, I was never really in awe of celebrities and athletes. But I like Melton when Sandy Koufax sat to my right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, what do I do? Do I say hello? Do I ignore him? He's I mean, what do I do? It's Andy Koufax to my right. So I, I kind of turned to him and I said, hi, and I introduced myself and I'm sure I had clammy hands and, <laughs> and, uh, we shook hands and we chatted for a minute and then he sat and he watched, he watched the first half. He was very, I don't know if we said a word to each other the rest of the half, cause I was too nervous to say anything and I didn't want to bother him. And, uh, it dawned on me at some point, I think during the first half, that he actually was a great basketball player. He could have gone to college, gone to college actually on a basketball scholarship, if I remember correctly. And and um, so he obviously was very interested in the sport. And I probably was thinking at halftime, you know what? In the second half, or you know, before the second half starts, I'm going to try to talk to him a little bit more and see what he's up to. And and uh, by the way, it dawned on me too that the reason he was there was at that time he was a roving minor league pitching instructor for for the Dodgers, and they had a farm team in San Antonio. Mm. And so he was checking out a couple prospects. So I'm thinking in my head, okay, uh, you know, we're going to come back after the second half later on, and I'm going to chat with him. And I came back, but he had left it. Uh-huh. He never came back to the second half. So I, that was my – the second time I met Sandy Koufax, and actually I didn't meet him, was um, this past year uh, when the Braves played the Dodgers in the – in the playoffs. Um, and I was out in LA and I was in the tunnel underneath kind of outside one of the clubhouses. And, and there he was, by the way, looking exactly like he looked probably 30 years ago. And never ages. I wish I could age like that. And, um, he was talking with a group of people. And again, I was, I was just too nervous to go up and say hello to him. <laughs> so you, I don't know how I would of? ever get, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's like, I mean, do you have that one person that that you sort of look up to or would be in awe of in your life? Anybody? I, I for some I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, because again, anybody who knows me could tell you I'm not not of anybody. I'll ask any question to anybody anywhere at any time. You know, but it, I it would have it would have I, been Marv I, Albert, and I was, and then I spent two weekends getting him coffee and, and that was that yeah um so i'm sure look i'm sure if he and i chatted would be i'd be fine you know i i wouldn't be stammering through an interview i'd be okay but i would just i'd have to sit down to think of a list of topics that i want to talk to him about but basically it would be all the usual stuff you know what's it like to to have been so dominant you know in in the sport you love um his thoughts on, you know, having to, having to leave too early because of injuries, 
because of the lack of medical advancements that they've made today. I mean, can you imagine how much longer Sandy Koufax could have pitched today? Sure. Do you know, do you know anybody who has time? written a story on Koufax? Well, I know this because um, he doesn't give interviews at all. Uh, Jane Levy, I believe it was, a phenomenal writer, wrote a book on Sandy Koufax. And she did so, I want to say, without ever talking to Sandy Koufax. In fact, a lot of the beginning of the book, which is on my shelf here somewhere in my house in Roswell, Georgia, is, is him trying, is her trying to arrange an interview with Sandy Koufax. And he wouldn't talk. And he knew about the book, but he's just not that kind of guy. So I'm not the only one who wants to talk to Sandy Koufax. And I, I think at times now, I want to say maybe, like in spring training, if he's around, he'll do a very quick thing. I, I'm not sure about that, but he's just not, you never see, you never see long profile pieces on Sandy Koufax. You don't ever magazine pieces on Sandy Koufax. And the one book that I know in recent times that was written on him, I want to say he wasn't, he was never interviewed for the book. Do you have any idea um, who knows him the best? Um, when I, when I started reading the book and I ended up putting it down and not continuing it, some of those people were referenced in the book because those were all the people who, who, um, who knew him well, because she was going to them basically saying, he won't talk to you. I know him. He won't talk to you. Uh, I think Kindred was, was referenced in there. David Kindred. Um, I think some of the old LA writers, uh, you know, were referenced in there. Um, but I, I, again, he's, it's not like he's a bad, he's not a bad guy at all. He's a great guy. He's just one of these guys who's always shunned the spotlight. And so you're not even afraid that so, he's not going to turn out to be the guy that you had hoped he would be. No, no. And I think that's, and that's a very good question because, um, look, when you're in, when you cover sports, as you know, you, we see these guys, on the other side of the curtain and, and I saw celebrities on the other side of the curtain and, and there were many people <laughs> I've met sports fans who would say, who would ask me a question about a certain, you know, let's say player and say, what's he like? No, wait, don't tell me. I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> and, um, you know, my theory on, on celebrities and, and athletes and whatever is, they are really, generally speaking, no different from you and me. There are guys you like and guys you don't like, mm-hmm. and or women you like and women you don't like. Um, but they are not people to, to put on pedestals at all. Um, I, I'm confident in saying that everything about Sandy Koufax that I believe to be true is true because the vast majority of high-profile people who we've met, never met, but we just know through, you know, through mass media or whatever, they've crafted sort of this image from things that were said or he said or, you know, PR spin or whatever. Um, but he doesn't do any of that. And, and I guess you could say, well, by, by not talking, that is part of his image and that's something he's crafted. But I, I just don't know. I, I, there's nothing that, in the back of my mind and thinking, well, what if he's really an asshole? <laughs> I just don't, I don't think he is. I think he's, I think he's a good person. I think he's a faithful first person. He also, he obviously was you know, devoted to, to Judaism. 
um, by not pitching games and oh, because of Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. um, which again, can you imagine something like that happening today? No, people say um, that when a guy misses a game because his wife had a baby. Exactly, exactly. Or there's a, or there's a, or there's a death in his family or something like that. It's like, no, this is just you know a religious, an important religious holiday, but it's a religious holiday. So speaking, so speaking um, of that, like a death in the family. Do you think that even he's in his early eighties, whenever he passes away, do you think that the most we'll ever learn about Sandy Koufax will be at his funeral? I, I think basically yes. I mean, I, I think I think you can get people to talk about Sandy Koufax today, um, but those are the people who are talking who are going to talk about him. Uh, in terms of maybe family members talking, yeah, I would say that's probably accurate um, because I don't know, and I have to go back to look through Gene Levy's book, which you know I'm, I'm walking around my house as I I'm talking to you, and I just found the book. Um, I guess family members maybe who aren't speaking today about him because he doesn't want them to speak about him. Obviously they would speak at the funeral. Um, I would just love to be able to sit down with him, not just because of his stature um, as a person and, and as an athlete and as a, as an, and, a, and as I see it, a genuine sports hero, um, because, but because we know so little about him, mm-hmm. I just, I just want to, I want something in his, I want something between quote marks. I want to be able to write said Sandy Koufax, <laughs> and I don't. I'm certain I'm never going to be able to do it. I will say this, largely because of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I should walk past him again, if the, if the Braves are playing the Dodgers again, or I'm out in LA and I happen to be in a place where he's at, I'm absolutely going up to him. Now the question is whether I have clammy palms again or not. I was just going to say, make sure you try. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wear a glove. Uh, And then never wash the glove. Uh, (laughs) But I know that you know me. It it sounds weird coming from me, doesn't it? I'm not, I'm just not, but but I, but I get it. Yeah. Jeff, I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, no, take care. Who's that person for you? Think about it. Who would you clam up and not have the words to carry on a conversation with? As I mentioned, it it used to be legendary sportscaster Marv Albert for me. I used to record the games on the NBA on NBC as a kid on VHS, then play them back on mute and then pretend like I was Marv. Well, fast forward to a year being out of college, and I spent a few weekends observing him film a show for NBA TV, which of course led to me getting him coffee, an order that I'll never forget, and an order that I've recited back to him as recently as about five years ago. From Starbucks, venti extra dry cappuccino with chocolate shavings. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Schultz, A-T-L, that's Jeff, J-E-F-F, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z-A-T-L and read his work at The Athletic. I'm on Twitter at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V, and Instagram at Wawa Run. And subscribe to the podcast. New episodes every Thursday, all short, thoughtful conversations with all sorts of people in my life. And then take 30 seconds, 30 seconds, click five stars on Apple Podcasts, write a 10-word review about how great the podcast is, and then share it with your friends. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up.
The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. <laughs>